Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a business, I've met many, many successful people, entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes a person successful? Do we know what success is? And the all important question, can we create success for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom and the things they've learned along the way. In 2012, at the age of 27, Sophie Radcliffe decided to turn her back on working in an office to follow her dream of a life of travel and adventure. Until that point, she felt trapped by her office job, thinking and wondering if she had to do this job every day for the rest of her life just to earn money. The life she now leaves proves that with the right attitude, we really can make our dreams come true. The day she gave up her day job, she started training to be an endurance athlete as well as writing a blog. Shortly after, she won the Big Blog Exchange competition and having won that, she was approached by her first athletic sponsor. In 2014, she became the first and remains only person to cycle the Alps and climb the highest mountains in eight Alpine countries. She's now a successful blogger, marketeer, endurance athlete and motivational speaker. She's quite clearly practising her own philosophy, which is one life, live it. So I'd like to welcome today's special guest, a very good friend of mine, someone I've known for quite some time uh, and quite an amazing person, as you're about to find out, Sophie Radcliffe. Sophie, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here today. It's been it's been a long time, hasn't it, putting this together? And that's because you're such a busy, uh, I'll, I'll say young woman because I'm I'm nearly 51, Sophie, so I can I can say those things. But you are a very very busy person, uh, and we're going to find out why in a moment. So let's start with the I suppose the most obvious question, which is, you know, lots of us dream, Sophie, about you know moving from the day job to this thing that we look out the window and and think about a million times a day, but we never quite find the courage to transition, uh, to take that massive leap of faith in ourselves to where it is we want to go. But you did that. So what was it that happened? What did you find within yourself? What steps did you have to take to make that happen? Well, it was a journey that started uh, many years before I'd, I actually did make that decision. I quit my job in two, December 2012. And um, my first challenge, which is where it really began, was 2008. Um, what happened was I, when I first graduated from university, I came to London. I got a job, a nine to five sales job in a technology startup. And I remember, you know, I was like really excited. Like, this is my chance to kind of take my life into my own hands. I'm an adult now. I can create my life. I'm not in education anymore. And, you know, I was like, great, I can find out who I am and what I'm capable of achieving. And, you know, I was a big dreamer and had a lot of ambition and energy and and motivation. And, and within six months into my job, I just had this sinking feeling of, is this really it? You know, and, and I realized this job is very limiting for me and because I'm 22 and and you know it's just it's just a standard sort of graduate sales job doing the same thing day in day out making cold calls um and I realized I needed to take that into my own hands because if I wanted to find out who I was and what I was actually capable of and what my limits truly were then I needed to take that outside of our outside of my job um and so in November t- 2008 I took on this challenge I wanted to get fit I wasn't fit at all um I wanted to you know I wanted to like, have a reason to to get up in the morning and go 
and, and train. And um, I did this adventure race in Borneo, um, a week long adventure race that basically changed changed my life forever. Because what happened in the, in the jungle stays in the jungle. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> what happened in the jungle um, proved to me that things that I thought were impossible or a way that I wanted to feel about myself, like like you you mentioned that word courage. I always wanted to be somebody that was courageous. I wanted to be somebody that was mentally resilient, that was confident in myself. But we don't just wake up in the morning feeling like that person. We don't. We're not born feeling, you know like that person I think it's something that we need to work hard on and nurture and and focus and you know and one of my favorite quotes is confidence is like a muscle the more you train it the stronger it gets mm. so between me doing my first challenge and quitting my job um there was this this sort of you know long process of me building confidence and and going out and doing different challenges and different adventures and each time I pushed myself it it built my confidence and it made me realize okay okay I can do this you know I'm capable of more than I thought and then I would think well what's next and I would go do another challenge um, and I was doing all these great things in my spare time such as triathlons cycling London to Paris in 24 hours, learning to climb mountains and climbing Mont Blanc, you know, and going from an average, you know, unfit, ordinary girl living in, and working in London in her early 20s to going and doing these, you know, what felt to me quite extraordinary challenges. And then the knock-on effect it was having in my life where it was making me get the confidence to go to my bosses and say, do you know what? Actually, I, I want another opportunity here. I, I want to, you know, whatever it is that you want in life, you've got to have the bravery and the confidence to ask for it. You've got to believe that you that you that you can have that you can get it and that you can achieve it. Mm. And then you've got to have the bravery to fight for it and work for it every single day. And um, <clears throat> and like I said, I didn't just wake up feeling like that person. It was something that built gradually and gradually over time. Um, and then what happened in a in sort of 2018, 2012, 2013 was that I was now, um, I was now running the commercial division of the UK's fastest growing technology startup. So I'd moved to a different company. I was running a team of 15 people. You know, I, I'd really invested three years of my life in building this amazing company with, with the team that was there. And um, we were growing incredibly fast. It was very entrepreneurial. It was an amazing time of my life. I learned so much and I, you know, had such a great time and it was part of something that was really unique. Um, but I was looking for another opportunity because these challenges that I was doing was just igniting this fire inside of me and, and making me hungry for more, you know, and I think that is the, that really is, is probably the best thing that we can do. Well, one of the best things we can devote ourselves to in life is like, how do we feel constantly hungry for more so that you go and you fight for it and you ask for it and you, you know, the, the courage, the courage side comes from you being hungry for it and you, you wanting that more than, than the secure, than what the security and the stability of what you've already got gives you. Mm. I, I love the fact that you, uh, you made this decision, uh, from, transitioning from a, a young, unfit, early 20s lady. Uh, so you decided that you go to Borneo for a week. I mean, I know. Mo most people go, you know what, I'll um, I'll jump on the treadmill for five minutes and see how I get on. But but no, not Sophie Radcliffe. She decides to go to Borneo for a week. So that's, would you, uh, on that subject though, would you say that, you know, if you are looking to transition, is it, you know, a lot of people talk about small bite-sized chunks, small steps. Uh, clearly, you didn't take that view, and and that courage, as you said, that has had been nurtured over a, a period of time. Um, you know, what advice do you give to people who are looking to take that step, uh, particularly with with a focus on the fact that 
I think a lot of people f- uh, fear the financial consequences of moving from the you know the day job, whether well paid or not, to th- this dream, this ambition. You know, what what would you say to people who say, well, you know, I can't really I can't really walk away from the security of what I've got because because because, and that's where you hear all the excuses. My message isn't go quit your job and follow your passion. My message is follow whatever ignites you in life. Don't waste your life doing something that you hate or or staying in situations that make you feel miserable and unhappy because that is, you know, that we only have one life and and you know it is it can be a short life and we never know what's waiting for us. Um and I think that you know quitting your job is a very 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 deeply personal decision um and it has a lot of uh, very very severe consequences you know you're immediately thrown out into the world and you've got you know you've got you've got to completely reinvent your life you've got to reinvent how you make any money you've got to you know it, it was a it was a very difficult time for me actually when i first quit my job um and i found it massively massively overwhelming but I just started I just sat like every single day I would just wake up with this idea of okay this concept of challenging yourself has taken me from this like I said this girl living in London who had all these big dreams but had no idea how to pursue them and you know wasn't particularly confident to then quitting my job and just launching myself out into the world and just having this this real real belief that I could do something, I could do something with my life. Mm. And it was that, and I backed myself. I was like, you know, I'm 27. I don't have a mortgage. I don't have kids. Now is the time. If I don't do it now, I'll never do it. Um, and I, and I backed myself and, and that's why I take big decisions because for me, if I just dip my toe in the water, I don't back myself in the same way. I don't put the same weight behind my decisions. If I make a big decision, then I put a huge amount of, you know, I throw myself into that with all the passion and energy and, and motivation that I've got. And I'm like, I've made this decision, so I've got to go out there and make it work. Mm. That's that's really interesting, actually. Um, so, you, I mean, you have got uh, quite a social media following, it must be said. Uh, in fact, I look, I follow you on Twitter with some envy, Sophie. Uh, what do you think... What do you think it is about you that that makes you appealing to people? Is it all those things that you've just talked about? Because I think a lot of people um, they they do aspire to to great things, but sometimes they live those dreams through someone else because they never quite get off the starting block. Is is that part of the attraction to Sophie Radcliffe? Do you think for a lot of people, or is it something more than that? My motivations are separated in between being able to go and live my dreams and do the things that I'm really passionate about and create change in the world, um, which is why I run my youth empowerment program, Trailblazers. And, you know, I'm, I'm really focused on trying to create change, trying to do something valuable with my life. But also I take it back to basics the whole time. So, you know, speaking to people who, like you said, like I'm always thinking, okay, where where are people now? They're sitting at their computer desks. They're going to work on the tube. They're scrolling through Instagram. They're dreaming of another life. They're dreaming of, of you know, being able to pick up their, their lives and pluck up the courage to go and challenge themselves or create a new path or travel or whatever it is. Right. And how can I help them? Mm. And so I think that's the thing is that I go, I go back all the time when I try to break down these barriers and I try to make it accessible and tangible and sort of say to people, you know, I know how you feel. I was where you were. I spent so many years in my job feeling depressed, unfulfilled, sad, you know, just thinking like, is this really it? And looking outside the window, looking at my computer screen, seeing a different life out there and, and thinking, 
you know, every single day I would think, how, how can I make that happen? And then one day I decided to quit my job and I just decided, you know what, that's it. I'm just going to do it. I'm absolutely going to do it. And, and what's the worst that can happen? Worst that can happen is you can get another job. You know, I backed myself that, yeah, I could probably get another job. And that, that's, that's that. But, you know, I wanted to go and see if I could, if I could make it happen. And then once I quit my job, I would every single day wake up and say, um, you know, for me, this this concept of challenging yourself, of how it had uh, inspired me and empowered me to to go out there and change my life. I thought if it's been so powerful for me that maybe it could be valuable for other people. Mm. And so I started writing about it on my blog. I started communicating that message on social media in a tangible, accessible, everyday way. You know, so people, I, I want people to be able to see what I do, whether it's doing an Ironman, cycling under Paris in 24 hours, quitting my job and building my business and think if she can do it, so can I. Mm. Love that. So uh, one, one thing I noticed actually from your social media interaction, Sophie, is that you do take, I think, a lot of inspiration from other people because... Um, many of many of the people that follow you on social media that you interact with, they do share their own stories of success and, dare I say, failure, whatever that is, with you. Do you do you do you think it's important that that interaction is that something that helps drive you forward and 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 does it inspire you in the same way that you inspire Massively. other people? Yeah, it hugely inspires me because um, you know it's like. I guess a lot of, you know, it, 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 yeah, it massively, when someone writes to you and they sort of share their own personal story and they say, you know, or they're maybe asking for advice, or they're sort of talking about something that they've been able to overcome. Um, it's, it's, it makes, it brings it all full circle. And so one of the events that I run is coming up in about four weeks time. We do, we cycle London to Paris in 24 hours. And uh, as you know, I've been doing that challenge for, for about 10 years myself, but in the last five years, I've created this event and it started off with 50 of my community coming on that challenge with me. And now it's 150. And the people who come on that, my, my mission is to champion ordinary people achieving extraordinary things. And that whole event completely it completely encapsulates that. It's just it, at the start line, there's, you know, there's all different kinds of people from ages and backgrounds and different parts of the world. And they've all got their own reason for doing it, their own kind of, and in their head is this, you know, this almighty challenge ahead to cycle 200 miles for two countries in 24 hours with a group of people you don't know. And there's sort of these limiting beliefs and anxieties and, and, you know, fears. And, and the thing is they look at the person sitting next to them and they say, you know, that person feels the same way as me and we're in this together. And that's what I try to cultivate is like whatever, you know, these fears that we have as human beings, these anxieties, these doubts, these sort of, they're, they're normal. They're completely normal. It's completely and utterly normal to be afraid of the unknown, to be afraid that if you leave behind the security or, you know, that if you don't have a house or if you, you know, if you don't have the same money that you've been used to, that you're perhaps a failure or, you you know, whatever. These are just totally normal concerns. Mm. But what's really important is that we find a way to manage them and to move through them. Otherwise, those fears and those concerns and those doubts just keep us stuck. And that's what I'm really, really interested in is like that cultural shift. How can we as a society look at these fears and go, all right, I know that's there for a reason because I need to take take note of it. But actually, is it really valid? Is it really that valid that I should stay here doing something that I hate just because I'm scared that it might go wrong? Mm. 
And, and what happens if it does go wrong? Is it really that bad? Am I going to die? No, you're probably not. You might not have money. You might not be able to go out for dinner for, you know, you might not be able to do whatever you want. But ultimately, the the wins are there. And that's why I try to communicate by sharing my life on social media and sharing the stories and the journey behind that and, and sort of showing people like, look, it's not easy, you know, but if you really, really want it and and you work hard, you throw everything into it, you know, this these are the kind of things that could be possible. Yeah. So you say you weren't a natural athlete. Uh, I think I'm quoting your words correctly. Uh, so I guess this have made, this must have made training for things like Iron Man or Iron Person. I don't know if I'm being politically correct by using the word Iron Man. Um, a real challenge. How on earth do you overcome those kinds of physical challenges? Because I know loads of people, Sophie, who say, "Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get fit," you know, and and then uh, they look back on their year of uh, of abject failure and just and then defer to the following year. And so the, the, the process repeats itself. How, how do you get up out of your chair, so to speak, in life and, and start that process? Because it, be, it must be hard, right? I, I can't even imagine. It, it is I hard. can't even imagine doing an Ironman personally, but uh, I think I'm pretty fit, but I, I don't think I could do it. So how, how, do you, how do you get through those physical challenges? You know, the thing with, the thing with me, and like, it's taken me a while to realise this, is that I when like when I and basically to get through a challenge that's really really tough you've got to have an absolutely strong iron will you know you've got to know exactly why you're doing it and that reason for, for putting yourself through that much pain and all the training has to be stronger than anything else mm-hmm. and people probably listen to this thinking well how do you get that strong iron will in the first place and you know for me all these challenges have been a way of like liberating myself from 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 my own fears and my own limiting beliefs and and you know from the people who doubted me in the past and the 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 pain that I felt when I got bullied at school and the, the you know all of that kind of stuff that we feel when we're sort of like growing up and trying to find out who we are and find our place in the world my challenges were my way of liberating myself from all of that and creating a new future a new identity for myself and the honestly I train this is this can sound ridiculous but it's it's it is the truth and you have asked me I trained for my first Ironman in eight weeks um and I, you know, I'd done a lot of um, endurance cycling. I'd, I'd gone into mountaineering, um, but I, I just, I just went out and did what I loved. Like I just went out and, and rode my bike, and um, I didn't really do any running because I didn't really like it. And <laughs> I've always been a good swimmer. And then about eight weeks before the first Ironman, I was like, I should really do some targeted trainings. And I found this great guy called Mark Leanthus, uh, who's an Ironman coach. And he sort of sat me down and wrote a program for me for, for eight weeks. And I went and did a half Ironman. And, uh, you know, and then, and then I went into Ironman. And, you know, it's it, it's a complete game changer. Like you, What really inspires me and really gets me going for these things is like, the pe- it, it's so hard. It is so painful. And there's one thought that dominates your mind the entire time you're doing an Ironman. And it is, I can't believe I have to run a marathon after this. <laughs> because you, you literally, you're exhausted. Like the swim is exhausting. I did mine in Wales. So you're in the, you're in the sea swimming for like an hour and 15 minutes, whatever. Then you, then you've got to go and cycle 112 miles, which is literally London to Brighton and back. And and then you've got to run a marathon. I mean, it's completely insane. But when you cross that line and when you finish, I mean, we cross that line and feel absolutely exhausted. But the next day, you lit, I'm actually getting like tingles up the back of my spine now as I'm telling you about this. Like, 
you feel you're a completely different person. Mm. You feel invincible. You're like, you feel untouchable. And I think that what, if everybody in the world could feel that feeling in their own way, from their own level of challenge at some point in their lives, it will change your life. And that's what I'm really, that is that my entire mission, like I said, is to champion ordinary people to achieve extraordinary things. And for somebody that extraordinary thing could be getting off the sofa and doing a 5k walk, you know, it literally doesn't matter. But for people to feel that, to push themselves through that pain, to feel what it's like and, and the way that it changes your mindset, how you view yourself, how you talk to yourself, how how you then, you know, conduct yourself in your life, it, it just changes everything. Mm. And that's that's, you know, that's that's me. That's what I'm passionate about. That's what changed me. That's what I want to, you know, to to share with the world. Yeah, and you're doing it very well, I have to say. What what's the best thing you've ever done then, Sophie? I mean that's that's putting you on the spot a little bit, I know, and there's you've done loads of amazing things, but uh, is there one that really stands out and if so why? There is indeed. So about a year after I quit my job, I um, moved to Chamonix in the French Alps because I was like, well, I don't have a job now. So I'll just kind of do what I dream, what I really want to do. And I really dreamt about living in the mountains. Um, and I, 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 I did this challenge called the Alpine Coast to Coast. It's um, The challenge was to, uh, it was something that I dreamt up. Like it wasn't something that existed. It was just the crazy idea that I concocted about a year and a half previously. And no one in the world has done it. Um, apart from me. And it was, um, the challenge was to climb the highest mountains in the eight Alpine countries and cycle between them. Mm-hmm. So if you imagine, you know, four, four years previously, I'm a London girl. I've never climbed a mountain before. I've never really ridden any significant distance on my bike. And, uh, and, you know, I was like, well, this is it. This is, this is my, my, biggest dream and also like all my fears wrapped into one massive thing and you know it was just absolutely phenomenal it took me 32 days um obviously Mont Blanc was the highest mountain um in those in 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 those ones the countries that I cycled through and climbed the highest mountains of were um Slovenia Austria Germany Liechtenstein Switzerland Italy France and Monaco and it was, you know, it was just, it was just absolutely phenomenal. It was amazing to be out there every single day, just riding my bike or, you know, climbing a mountain. And I, I pretty much did like 150 kilometers a day on my bike, uh, maybe sometimes more. And then I'd spend two or three days cycling from one country to the next, and then two or three days going up a mountain and coming back down. Um, and I take the odd sort of rest day here and there. And I actually had a, an accident on Mont Blanc and I had to come back down and then, and then I got ill. It was rid of a nightmare. I had like a you know, flu sort of situation. I had to go back up and the conditions were awful. It was like minus 15 on the summit, complete blizzard. Um, and I felt awful as well with my cold. Um, but you know, I did it and, um, I just, I guess like all my challenges had led me up to that point really. And, and I'd always, I, I just, I just had this thing inside me that, that was this belief that I could do something, you know, that I was made of something and I could do something with my life, you know? And, and, and I wanted to, I wanted to do that. I wanted to prove that to myself. And I, I think that I hope that many people can relate to that feeling. And, and what I would say is just, you've got to go out and do it. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be right. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, but you've got to go out there and, and, and put these fears to the side and and just go and live your life and do the things that really challenge you because that's how you find out who you are. Mm. What's the next challenge? What's the next big challenge? 
so well I'm in a bit of a different phase right now um which is really exciting I'm I'm uh, instead of doing lots you know sort of one up going up to you know world um breaking world records and all that kind of thing I'm I'm really enjoying um I'm basically my mission is um just working on the things that I've, the projects that I've got going on in London. So um, I've created this youth empowerment project called Trailblazers and it's uh, working with teenage girls to build their confidence and courage. And I don't take them up mountains uh, yet, <laughs> but they are girls that have been, that are sort of described as invisible where they, they just need that support and that belief and that somebody to come in and help them build their confidence. Um, and I take them on adventure camps. Um, so that's a massive project that's taken me over the last sort of 18 to, to, to 18 months um and then I run a lot of like community adventures and challenges that people can come and get involved with as well yeah. um and and yeah and then apart from that just enjoying um being able to go off on my own adventures I love um sort of like micro adventures like wild camping on the weekends or going up to Scotland and uh you know going out to the Peak District or going running in the mountains with my friends and family and things like that so yeah just nothing you know I, I basically feel like I've, I've been I've spent a lot of time in the pain cave and I know exactly what it feels like and how tough it is and I'm kind of enjoying not putting myself in that same pain cave right now. <laughs> so could, yeah, could take a step back every now and again, uh, now and again to give yourself an appreciation of what you've achieved. Um, so exactly. uh, the other thing that you've, that you've become quite accomplished at is, uh, is public speaking. So obviously lots of, um, lots of amazing experiences and all those learned experiences that you're now sharing with others. T- tell us a little bit about your, your speaking career and where that takes you. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think that that's, you know, that's something that I think it's quite interesting, actually, because one of the um, one of the hardest things for me when I quit my job was actually missing the feeling of going into work every single day and doing a job that you're good at. And, you know, I think a lot of us take pride in our work and you put a lot of effort into building your career. And then all of a sudden I had to start from scratch and I had, you know, I just literally start from the ground up. And, and one of the things that I worked really hard at was was public speaking um which you know I know you do a lot of as well and it, it it's absolutely terrifying <laughs> um and it can be completely terrifying and and you know but over time learning how to move an audience with your words and and not just what you say but how you say it how you deliver it and refining what the message is and learning how to you know manage your own um sort of fears going into that as well and 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 speak confidently and um I gave a TED talk in 2016 I think which was uh, a real um a real a big challenge for me and and sort of a, a step up I guess and a very um, good one can, a very good one as well it was thank you you can view it on YouTube it's called achieve your extraordinary um and then since then yeah I've had the opportunity to speak all over the world at a whole bunch of different conferences and events and I do a lot of speaking for um in the youth empowerment sector as well for in schools and youth groups um I've spoken I, I did a talk recently um at Morgan Stanley um and I also something that is really interesting for me is I get to talk a lot about um the power of sport with 
brands and marketing and how brands can work with um, athletes and influencers and, you know, basically using social media as a force for good um, and, you know, creating a digital platform that can be used as a force for good. Mm. Um, And I really love that as well because I'm really interested in the whole brand side of things. And um, I've got quite a commercial sort of entrepreneurial mindset as well so i i love like being able to connect with people on that basis as well good for you so uh, speaking trailblazers all these other projects you're working on uh, how do, how do we find out about sophie radcliffe so all all the social media yeah. sites please if you don't mind sharing and then we can all check you out and people can connect and all the other things that they like to do and they listen to somebody on one of the sandra 40 podcasts so where do we find out about you Absolutely. Uh, it's very simple. I'm Challenge Sophie on um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. My website is challengesophie.com, also simple. Um, Trailblazers is uh, We Are The Trailblazers on Instagram. And um, yeah, that's that's the way to find me. And I'm really, I put a, um, a lot of time into engaging with my with anybody who kind of writes to me or or has any questions or wants any support or anything like that. So if any of your listeners kind of listen to this and want to send me some feedback or ask me any questions, then I'd absolutely love to hear from them. They absolutely will take take that uh, take that as read. So um, one question, Sophie, we ask all of our guests as our time sadly draws to a close. One of the questions that we ask all of our guests, and it's it's the only common one really, because the rest is just we just kind of make it up as we go along. And I know that sounds like I'm doing myself a disservice, but um, the great thing about these podcasts is they work well because they're a chat between two people, as as I'm sure you're experiencing. Um, but the one question that we always like to try and finish with is the same. And it's quite simple. Uh, based on all of this amazing experience that you have gathered over the over the years that you've been doing what you've been doing, and let's imagine now uh, a younger version of yourself walks into the room and says, "Sophie, I'm the younger version of you, but I now need a, a little bit of wisdom." Um, all of that amazing experience rolled into one or two simple sentences to help me make some progress in life to to get up out of my. Uh, to get off my starting block and go go fulfil my dreams. What piece of advice would you give to that young lady? The first thing that I would say is um, to, I think that we all need to um, not worry so much about what other people think. And this sort of fear of failure and fear of things going wrong can just keep us stuck. And I, I think that bravery bravery used to be sort of leaving our land and going and exploring or going into battle and things like that but today bravery is being brave enough to be you and to stand up and say yeah you know what I didn't it's this obsession we have in our world with being perfect is just ridiculous because it's it's a it's an illusion um and being brave enough to be you and to to say, yeah, I'm just giving this a go. It's not, you know, I don't have it all figured out. Um, I don't know exactly what it's going to lead to, but I'm going to give it my best shot. And people will back you if you do that. People stand by you. And if they don't, they're not the right people to be part of your journey. Brilliant, brilliant advice. I've, I've been scribbling notes. Um, I, I, I feel inspired myself. So th- thank you for sharing that. Um, and uh, where, do, where do we see, when do we see you next? When do you um, when do you break free from the confines of your place in Fulham and uh, head off up the next mountain? Um, what am I doing next? So actually, I'm going on a trip really soon. I'm super excited about it. I'm going to Norway, and we're going on this sort of sailing, skiing trip 
um, which will be a week off social media and um, just sailing and skiing up mountains. So I'm really excited about that. And the other big project I've got on right now is that I've started to write a book. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so I'm really, really, really excited about that. And uh, so, yeah, so we'll have you got we'll a, see where all Have you got a working me. title yet? Um, I do, but I'm not, not going sharing. To okay, all right, <laughs> yeah. right. Um, I, I won't push you like Piers Morgan would. So we'll we'll uh, we'll leave you to announce that on social media in due course. And and because we're linked, I'm sure we'll get that out for you as well and promote it in in due course. So um, Sophie, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, it's been far too long since we bumped into each other. So let's uh, let's try and get together soon. But uh, in the meantime, on behalf of the many, 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 many thousands of listeners, thank you so much for sharing your pearls of wisdom. And long may you continue to do all those amazing things you're doing. And we all look forward to following with great interest your progress on uh, on social media. So once again, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And yeah, just again, if anyone wants to reach out to me, then please do. I'm sure they will. Thanks, Sophie. Thanks a lot. Bye. That was the Sandro Forte podcast and wasn't Sophie Radcliffe amazing? There are many more fantastic guests joining me over the coming weeks, so please make sure you subscribe if you want to pick up some great tips on success. Remember, you can follow us on social media at Sandro's Podcast, that's Sandro's with an S, same on all channels, and we'd love to continue to hear your stories, ideas, anecdotes, challenges, or whatever motivates you. So please keep the emails coming, hello at sandrospodcast.com, and if you can, please leave a review on iTunes so we know what you'd like more of in the future. Until next time.